0: Hey, Field Hang 10, watch out for a new wave of episodes for Forgotten Cinema Season 9, Forgotten Summer. Ugh, really, Butler, a theme season? Let me guess, we're going to talk about films that were released in the coveted summer months that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences. You know it, bro. What we liked about them or maybe didn't. But we'll always recommend people check them out. Maybe they'll find their own Forgotten Summer gem. So check out Forgotten Summer wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hold on, gotta catch this wave. We're sitting at desk in a recording booth. episode of cracking one open with mike and elise i'm mike that's elise don't get it confused all right guys we've had this issue in the past i know our voices sound so similar i'm mike that's elise (sighs) you don't know how often
1: we have to clarify (laughs) it yeah (laughs) so this is a podcast
0: about beer drinking beer learning about beer but before we do that we gotta learn what we're talking about baby What's today's
1: episode about? Yeah, this week you really don't know what we're drinking, huh? I got no (laughs) clue. This week we are cracking open Head for the Hills Motueka, which is part two of a three-part mini hop opera series from Outer Light Brewing Company located in Groton, Connecticut. Outer Light opened in early 2015. And at that point, the brewery boom was really picking up the pace in Connecticut. They were the fourth new brewery to open in Connecticut by April of that year. So basically, we were averaging at least one new brewery in the state every month, even way back then. So from their website, quote, the founders at Outer Light Brewing Company are inspired by life's simple pleasures. It could be a perfect summery afternoon watching the powdery white clouds contrast a bright blue sky. It could be a fleeting moment in early spring as you sit on your surfboard, waiting for the perfect set to roll in. A crisp autumn evening shared with friends around a crackling campfire, or the quiet solitude of a powder run lip-smacking with a hearty stout that lies at the end. OLBC captures the experience from these moments in can, barrel, and growler. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> Outer Light was co-founded by Tom Dreyer and Matt Ferrucci, along with head brewer Tyler Cox, according to a 2015 article from This is Mystic, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, references the general area of Mystic, Connecticut, which is like 10 minutes away from Groton, I guess. Oh, is it? Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quote, Tom and Matt have had a passion for better tasting beer since their college years, becoming friends through a mutual friend. They spent their post-college years taking full advantage of the bounty of New England's outdoor offerings from Connecticut's hiking trails and surfing Rhode Island's coasts to hitting the slopes up north. No matter the season or locality, Tom and Matt celebrated the experience of the local beers, but always wondered what could be. The late 90s and early 2000s had a limited selection of local beer and flavor, so the pair teamed up to brew together and share their offerings with friends. One fall afternoon, using a borrowed boat on its last legs, the pair escaped the pressures of their corporate careers and business school commitments to chase some late fall blues on the sound. After dropping Anchor, conversation turned toward a mutual distaste of overwork and underappreciation from their respective careers and what they could do to control their destinies. The common denominator for change always led back to beer. Soon after, a squall blew through and Tom and Matt found themselves half a personal day shorter in deteriorating weather conditions without a single fish to show for it. To make matters worse, The unreliable outboard lived up to its name and a fog as thick as sheet was rolling across the sound. After a quick homebrew to ease their nerves, (laughs) the the pair exchanged turns paddling toward what they thought was north. After an hour battling against the tide, they spotted a bright beacon in the distance. Saybrook Breakwater Light, or Outer Light as it's known to the locals. The idea for Outer Light Brewing Company was born in that moment. And what I read from another article from The Day, uh, the city of Groton welcomed the the opening of the brewery with open arms as a way to help revitalize the area. Maybe draw crowds on their way to Cape Cod or up to the casinos, etc. And they really stuck with the industrial vibe of the area as well. City planner Barbara Goodrich said in that same article from The Day, quote, this is quite a unique business for the city. It's not a place you would expect to find a tap room, but it has an edgy industrial feel, which fits the manufacturing, um, which is the primary use. It's a manufacturing facility, but it's just making beer instead of car parts, she added. Huh. So there we go. As I mentioned before, uh, today's iteration for of Head for the Hills featuring Motueka is part two of three. OLBC says that this series showcases the way Kvike Yeast can highlight and transform the way we experience beer. And then the other hops that they chose for the series parts one and three were Citra and Galaxy.
0: Oh, I would have liked you to try the Galaxy. Right. I mean, Citra too, but I mean, we have that a lot.
1: Yeah. So Motueka is a hop out of New Zealand and it is considered their version of a noble hop. It's a cross between Saz and two other New Zealand varieties, making this hop a triploid or seedless hop. While New Zealand was experimenting with breeding this hop, a Belgian brewery started using it and called it Belgian Saws or B Saz. But to avoid confusion, now it's just called Motueka. It is New Zealand's second most popular hop behind Nelson Sauvin. Yum, yum. <laughs> On the nose, Motueka has a bright, lively citrus quality of lemon and lime, along with some tropical, floral, and stone fruit. But the tropical fruit comes through more promin- prominently in its flavor, along with the floral or spicy or herbal notes like rosemary and basil.
0: Ooh, basil. Mm.
1: Outer Lights said, One thing to love about brewing with Motueka is that it's somewhat of a dual-purpose hop, added for flavor and aroma. The aroma is refreshing and pleasant, but what's really to love is the flavor profile. Motuka's notes of tropical fruit and citrus with a sweet and mild strawberry finish are consciously highlighted by the use of the Kvike yeast that has been utilized in this series. And just as kind of a side note, uh, Kvike is a family of yeasts that has been handed down through generations of home brewers outside Voss, Norway. It's capable of rapid fermentation at very high temperatures, which is important because normal ale yeast likes the temperature around 55 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit. In that environment, it can produce a beer at 5% ABV within about seven days. Also, most yeast doesn't tolerate over 10% ABV before it starts dying off. So that's a no-go on barley wine. (laughs) Kvike, on the other hand, can withstand alcoholic environments ranging up to 16% and can ferment at temperatures up to 98 degrees without producing off flavors. In the end, Kvike only takes 48 hours to f- to ferment the same beer as traditional ale yeast. So,
0: so two days to, seven, to five or seven yeah. days? Yeah.
1: Uh, So, yeah, sorry. That was a long side note. And Motueka hops are used in a broad variety of beer styles, everything from European ales and English ales to dark lagers, my box, Belgian ales, Pilsners, and IPAs like this one. Ooh. And, and we, that's what I got.
0: We do like our New Zealand hops now.
1: Yes, we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're new and exciting.
1: You want to get excited about this beer?
0: I just said I was excited about this beer.
1: All right. Well, then let's let's drink it.
0: Oh, Oh, we're drinking the beer on the episode? That's new. That's what we do? What? what? Ah, maybe I haven't been paying attention all these these years.
1: <laughs> You've been drinking too much then. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Are you ready to crack this open? Maybe. Did you just cut your nails?
0: No. Wait. <laughs> okay.
1: No. <laughs> Ooh. Uh-oh. Foamy. me.
0: I like a beer that pours with a head. Yeah, boy. Yep, that's too much head. And I failed.
1: Oh, you totally did fail. To be fair, this is a I was pouring very carefully and it's still a pretty thick head. Yeah. Oh well. I'm already getting that like citrusy smell off the head though.
0: Oh yeah. It smells like it's a New Zealand hop.
1: Mm-hmm. Loving it.
0: It's got that citrusy but also very piney kind of uh mm-hmm. scent. Kind of like a mix between an East Coast and a West Coast. Yeah. I think that might be what I really like about the New Zealand hops. It's like the yeah, best I, think you just,
1: I think you just broke it down.
0: All right. And that was the episode. All right, guys. <laughs> we're, we're done. We won. We did it.
1: <laughs> we figured out beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: My head is thick enough where it's going to give me a mustache, but I can also drink the beer. <laughs> so it's both funny and drinkable.
1: Fair. Cheers. Cheers. It was nice. Oh, citrusy, berry-y little bit of resin on the back. The the pine that we were getting off the nose is what I'm getting, like, kind of on the back end.
0: Yep, 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 yep. A little bit. Little I'm bit, waiting little for bit.
1: that strawberry. Is that that's what, what, what intrigued me when I was picking this up.
0: Was the strawberry nuts.
1: The strawberry finish. I was like, what?
0: Where did you see strawberry finish on the write-up for it?
1: On the write-up, yeah, at I'm the liquor store.
0: Out. Go in front of the sip. See, I couldn't really pick out anything on that first sip specifically.
1: I think you had more head than I did at that point.
0: Piney. Berry-y. I can see what you get by that resin and that sweetness. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the pine comes from the resin-y kind of taste, because I think the pine is the very first thing I get.
1: Okay. Apologies if you can hear fireworks in the background, even though it's not July 4th. It's um, Father's Day. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think I'm getting that pine right up the front.
0: You don't get that yeah. right up the front?
1: Yeah, no, maybe, maybe I was kind of conflating pine with citrus a little bit.
0: I'm not really getting the strawberry though.
1: Maybe we'll get it more as it comes down in temperature. Maybe,
0: but it's colder. Yeah, some of the temp, some of the flavors seem to get locked away. Yeah, I will say it's very refreshing.
1: It is. It's very light, <laughs> especially for an IPA that has been double dry hopped, which to me says a little bit heavier. Yeah. generally.
0: It's not that heavy. It's not like super light, but it's super drinkable. I would even mm-hmm. say maybe even crushable.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a, it's only 6%. Yeah.
0: It's like, so that's like average. Mm-hmm. It's not like a session in terms of lightness, but in terms of crispness and how refreshing it is. Yeah. Like I could, if it was a hot summer day on the deck, I could go through two of these easy. Oh, for real sure. quick. I've already gone through. And I wonder
1: how it would be with, if it would be the same with the Citra and Galaxy versions, I'm sure it would be.
0: I can see the Citra version being a little heavier, maybe.
1: Ooh, you got some uh, sediment there at the end.
0: I did get some sediment. Ooh.
1: Some sediment. Gay.
0: The Galaxy I could see being refreshing, but yeah, the Citra.
1: Maybe not so much.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Citra's really got a to it. Like a lot, a lot of bite. Yeah. I feel like it would add extra bitter to it and make it a little harder. I will say that the sediment, as I've poured in the very last of my glasses, mm-hmm. made it quite a bit hazier.
1: Yeah. Maybe the sediment is where the strawberry is hiding.
0: It has changed the mouthfeel of the beer.
1: Really? Okay. Let me bit. pour yeah. the rest of mine in then. Just to to be clear, we, we were using uh, not tall enough glasses for tall boy cans.
0: Yeah. They're just shy of tall boys right now.
1: Okay. There's my chunkage. <laughs> and I use the
0: same color as mine too. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's so weird that it would have all settled. I guess we really need to get into the habit of slowly rolling the cans when right. we know. It's like, but do you we ne- know you it's got know sediment? Exact, yeah. Only some of them it's say It's not like it's advertised. Yeah.
0: Only a few of them say, you know, sediment, or this might have a natural blah, 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 sediment yeah. on the bottom. Um, It's okay. That's nat- That's perfect. Oh, it did normal. change
1: the taste. You're right. It kind of, it really toned down the berry for me.
0: Coming down everything for me. Unchanged the mouthfeel to be a little bit more pillowy. Yeah. But also a little less refreshing.
1: That's so bizarre. A little, or a well, little less crisp. It's never, ha- that's never happened before.
0: I don't think we ever reported out where the sediment was so far down that it actually didn't mix it all with the beer. Yeah. Oh, see now, now you know what? I'm getting more of the berry, but less of the pine. And that could be just because the temperature is coming back down. True. It is definitely heavier now with the sediment in it.
1: hmm But like you said, also more pillowy. Yeah. The carbonation really didn't. No. This is much more sedimenty than before. Wow. It's like a galaxy. Yeah.
0: It's a style choice, but it also affects the beer in a little bit of a way.
1: Yeah. I think we were just talking about this last episode, too.
0: I would say this is maybe in the realm of too much sediment.
1: It's a little, it's a, it's a bit much.
0: It's, it's too much. Now the beer is still good, but that is too much sediment for a beer. It's floating yeah. if in my glass. It's not the, just, this on is
1: one of the beers that definitely could have used a, Hey, this contains natural sediment, just so you know, kind of thing. That way we would have known to not pour out the last little bit
0: <laughs> or to pour out the little bit to begin with. So we got the same beer all the way through mm. at least, but yeah, but no, this is too much sediment. That's just too much.
1: <laughs> I just can't believe how much it transformed the beer from the first pour.
0: Right. Now, let say that the beer is bad after the sediment no. goes on. But it is a little, it is a different beer. I'm on the wake up, though, man. Yeah. And that, that kvik kavik Yeast. Yeah. Yeast is very interesting. I wonder if that's what's giving it the resin taste. Maybe. Because we talked about how there's the chocolate yeast that's used in some-
1: The chocolate malts. Uh, the chocolate yeah. malts
0: that are used in some of the stouts and pil- and uh, porters and stuff that actually give it a little bit of a chocolatey taste.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if-
1: I wonder the what, the, helps, what like that a, lends to it, yeah.
0: Because then I think like a resiny sweetness, that's what I think of also like, that's in like breads and mm-hmm. like cereals and all that kind of stuff.
1: It's true. It's
0: true. It's not really something you find in- Fruits or berries or plants and stuff like that. Obviously plants like trees because resin. But but yeah, I don't get the strawberry. I get a berry, but I can't really pick out that it's specifically strawberry. No. It is a nice berry finish though, again, because New Zealand hops have that berryness, which is different than the the papaya, the stone fruit. It's interesting to get a different kind of fruit with your stuff. Mm -hmm. I do like that. I like that resininess.
1: It's fun to switch it up.
0: Once that sediment hit, the pine kind of left it. And I do kind of miss the pine that was with it, yeah, but I feel like some like you said it lent kind out. of a
1: west coast east coast style,
0: right. I almost think the sediment is very east Coast to get it that hazy and yeah. that like, bloop. yeah, and that kind of has cut out the pine and made it far more of like an east Coast only style. Mm-hmm. I will say about the sediment, though, if anybody doesn't know or is disgusted by us talking about sediment, you can't taste it in the fact that, like, you can't feel it in your mouth. It's yeah. not like something like food that you're chewing.
1: No, not at all. Um, if you've ever had kombucha, it's that like little bit of chunkage at the end of the bottle. Like it's it's nothing.
0: If they're listening to a podcast about craft beer and they haven't had craft beer, they definitely haven't had kombucha. Fair. <laughs> Berry resin sweetness, not bad. Outer light.
1: <laughs> this is the- definitely I. I feel like we've definitely had at least one of their core beers.
0: Well, I was gonna say this is probably the third or fourth beer I've had from Outer Light. Yeah, yeah. No, Outer Light is very good. I've always been impressed by them. Um, and I think the first time I had it was because we were at a restaurant and the server like highly recommended it. Yeah, and I think that's why I had it. Was it Plan B? <laughs> I don't know, Plan B or maybe even Prime Sixteen.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I actually don't think it was Plan B. But I have had them a few times, the Outer Lights.
1: Apparently, one of their f- flagship beers is called Subduction, I think, IPA. Yes, yeah,
0: Subduction IPA. I've had that a few times.
1: Okay. And it's called Subduction with S-U-B in caps because of the area that, that it's in with submarines.
0: Uh, Groton, Connecticut is home of a, a naval sub base. Yeah. That's why. That's kind of like their what they're known for. Claim to fame interesting interesting yeah subduction ip i've had more on more than one occasion but i'm also pretty sure i've had two or three other beers by outer light for yeah. sure yeah i got nothing much more to say about the beer i think we've kind no. of broken it down. it's a single hot beer so yeah but it's good
1: it is good i it makes me very interested to try the others but yeah you want to talk about the can
0: sure so the can's pretty it's a tall boy with a wraparound label doesn't wrap all the way around and it's got a white border on the bottom, about an inch and a half. And on that, it says, head for the hills, Motueka." And it says, "Nipa DDH with Motueka." Obviously, it stands for New England IPA, double dry hop. For those who don't realize, <laughs> and it actually took me a minute to go uh, DDH. Oh, double dry hop. Okay. I've never seen that abbreviated before. Usually they spell out double oh, dry hop. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. It's used a lot on cans.
0: Uh, 16 fluid ounce alcohol 6% by volume on the rest of that border label it says alcohol 6% by volume a little bit bigger drink local Groton, Connecticut a little Connecticut symbol that shows you where Groton is with little star which isn't the only Connecticut beer that uses that kind of label
1: no I like it though
0: me too I just don't know like who gets there and goes hey guys you want to make sure we have this there? Like, oh yeah, yeah what's that group uh, then they have their Facebook which is at outer light brewing company or their Instagram at Outer Light Brewing, and then one pint outerlightbrewing.com. And then it says hit the beach, head for the hills. And then the little barcode thing is the state of Connecticut, which I always it's like. It's awesome, yeah. Uh, and then on the top is the main attraction. It's about, I'd say two and a half inches, maybe two inches. And it's ah, a setting. I'd say it's three. There's mountains, a yellow sunset. The mountains are red. There's a red orange sun going behind it setting. Yeah, I really love the color palette. Because you're seeing the kind of uh, silhouette of them. You get the trees in black shadow in the foreground. And then on the bottom you get uh, what looks like snow or clouds depending on how high up we are. Uh, (laughs) This white-blue kind of ground in between all the trees and stuff like that. Which kind of mirrors their logo. The red. Yes, so then in the front, in the foreground is stamped is the logo which is like a stamp like a circle logo and on the outside board it says outer light brewing company on the inner logo it's a kind of a line drawn wave of water a mountain behind that and a, a sun setting behind yeah
1: that. it almost looks like a seal like something that you would use see like on a an envelope in wax
0: oh for sure yeah very simple very like lined kind of very easy to yeah. stamp out but I like that. I like the wave because kind it of, kind of reminds me of the story you told about them in the boat. Mm-hmm. Not obviously the mountain right there. And then the, the sun. I like that. Are There's there mountains in that area of Connecticut?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't recall. I, don't I, I, I felt like it was more flat area in that area of Connecticut oh, near, by know. the shore.
0: Connecticut's got a lot of hills. Connecticut's it very does. hilly. It does. It's very up and down and down and up. It's what one of uh, my employees at the theater I work at who was uh, going to college here. Mm-hmm. She actually lives in Delaware mm-hmm. before she graduated college. She said that was one of the things she'd miss most is how hilly Connecticut is because Delaware is so flat. Really? She's going to miss like how hilly it is and oh. how fun it is to just drive around and see huge hills and mountains and yeah. stuff like that.
1: Oh, well the only time we've been in Delaware really is driving, driving through, the through highway, just yeah, yeah and we're on mostly the way down in to the Florida.
0: City area, so we never really get and to see. And we're almost the rest of it.
1: always going through it at night or like early in the morning, so we don't really get to see it's too much. night, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's always like twelve, one o'clock in the morning when we're going yeah. through
1: it. Yeah, no, I mean it's a cool can. I think
0: it's pretty different from the I think I only know the subduction can. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, that's a very different kind of can.
1: Uh, Similar and different. It still has that kind of like it's split through the middle, but it doesn't have as much detail on top. It's more just color blocked. That's
0: what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. OK.
1: But it's the like same font, same logo, all that.
0: Got to keep it uniform. Yeah. Or you got to not keep it uniform got to do whatever it takes it to sing. sell that can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
0: got to have like a can thing going on. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I like that. I like this Motowika. I think it's really good. Yeah. I think you should always give New Zealand chops a try. If you haven't tried them before, they're fantastic. They're oh, what yeah. I'm really into. I still have. I forgot. I still have. We had a Rowaka Tribus yeah. beer. where It's just Tribus with Rowaka hops. And I still have two more cans of that. I got to try because those are fantastic. Too. <laughs>
1: it was like a surprise birthday when you were like, wait, we still have two more cans. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh yes.
0: <laughs> but I think you should always try the single hop series of anything. Oh, absolutely. That just to get a used to what get, the hops are like, Yeah, just to get to appreciate hops and to know how different they can be and to be able to identify. It's really cool when, you know, you can identify hops. I remember the first time I really did it was, I was at my brother's was it Halloween or his birthday or a holiday. One of my brother's parties, when we mm-hmm. were in his basement with my cousin's husband, who we'll probably have on the show at some point talk about home brews.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he brews his own beer. Chris, my brother's one of my brother's best friends, mm-hmm. who brought beers.
1: Another beer aficionado who would actually also make a fun Maybe, guest yeah. appearance.
0: <laughs> and then I think one other person and they were like cracked them open and we had to guess like oh guess what hops are in here Mm -hmm. and it was four hops and I or no five hops and I guessed four out of the five hops correctly oh shit and that's like and that was like two or three that was before we did this podcast and I was like ooh look at me go (laughs) and I was really impressed with myself and I don't think I'll ever be that good at guessing hops again I was just like (laughs) in the zone something happened (laughs) it was like my second beer so like that first beer really unlocked my brain
1: (laughs) There you go.
0: It's by having these single hop series that you're really able to identify things. Absolutely. Um, Like in that case, I think it was Citra Galaxy. It was three years ago. I don't remember. I know Citra and Galaxy were two Mm. of them. And then I guessed the other, I guess two more. I got one wrong, but I was like, yeah. (laughs) But you only get that by having beers like this where it's really hop forward.
1: Yeah, where it really showcases what one hop has to offer. Right.
0: But I also think this is showcasing the wheat as well, which I also mm-hmm. really like because I think, and I think I talked to you about it, like doing like a series, figuring out how to do something on wheat, more about like the actual wheat and barley and stuff like that to go yeah. into beer because most people don't pay attention to it. But I think that's just as if not as, Im- like it's just as important as the. Hops. Oh, it's, it changes what kind the of wheat beer and fundamentally. And yeah, Ab-
1: absolutely. But most of the time, it's hard to differentiate like. Hops
0: get the spotlight. Yeah. And it's tough to really get anything else. Yeah.
1: From the brewery as as to what they're what they're using.
0: Yeah. But I think it's cool that this is a series where it's I mean, it's a single hop, but we're we're really doing this to talk about the kvik that's in there, the yeah. actual wheat. I think that's really cool. Yeast.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh the yeast, right. Yeah. And I think that's that's really neat because that's really what makes beer. Because you can make beer without hops. Not too many people do it, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't do it without yeast. Is beer. Oh, yeah. beer is alcoholic bread that's the whole point <laughs> like vodka is alcoholic potatoes and wine is alcoholic grapes and that's what makes beer beer so it's almost more important than the hops and I don't think a lot of people give enough attention to that in terms of brewery to really get people to re- who yeah. are interested in beer which I think a lot of people who are interested in craft beer are interested in how it's made they do want to know all these this kind of stuff mm-hmm. maybe not as in depth as we go or as up. some people go but they do want to learn more about well, we're
1: it. We're still on kind of like the the starters. Oh, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying we're pros. <laughs> this is but all, yeah.
0: Like people want to know more about the beers they're drinking and stuff. That's why craft beer is really taking off and stuff. They like knowing what's in their glass and learning yeah. about it. But so much attention's on those hops and not enough attention's placed on the yeast and the wheat and the yeah. barley and the, the, the wort. The base and the, of the beer. Everything else. Yeah. yeah, there's so much more that goes into beer other than just hops that really affect the beer in terms of taste, in terms of, in this case, in terms of how quickly you can ferment it and turn oh, it yeah. out, which I think is really fascinating. We were talking to the, the owner and the head brewer of Two Roads about making a profit and why people started brewing Mexican lagers more than regular lagers, mm-hmm. because it's the amount of time it takes to ferment and get it out. Uh,
1: and like Kavik yeah. is two
0: days, like that's nuts, the turnaround you can do. But does it affect the taste? How much does that affect the taste over the normal yeah. wheat and, and how and available and is stuff it? Like that? And how available is it? And what does it cost? And I think that's for a more advanced show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which maybe someone like him should be doing or talking about. But I think that's really interesting to get into a little bit in terms of hops aren't the only thing that affects a beer. Oh yeah. And that's something that this kind of showcases because we get that resin note, which I think is that wheat. I'd almost want to have another beer from these guys from Outer Light with Motueka, mm-hmm. but another yeast.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah.
0: And do that back to back. I'd like a yeast series. No one does that a hop series. Cool. I want a yeast series. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's what I, I'd mm-hmm. really like. Cause that's what I really want to try to get into in this podcast now is we've. There's We've not too many hops so you many haven't hops. covered and I you go mean, into the history of them. There,
1: there's still a lot of hops. It's just a matter of gotten to, yeah. Yeah, accessibility.
0: But I would, I, I'd be really interested in you talking about more of like, you all know what Citra is, but here's this yeast. Whereas last week we did this yeast and here's mm-hmm. like, I think that'd be cool to see the difference between that.
1: Yeah. And then we can see how each yeast plays with different hops and it's all a big old puzzle.
0: Yeah. And the beer it creates. We're learning that this yeast, is good for pilsners or lagers. This yeast cannot make an IPA because this yeast cannot handle all that hop. Or like, because like you yeah. said with the Kavik, it, it can handle the high temperatures or whatever and ferment at mm-hmm. the high temperatures without losing temperatures, but some of them can't. Yeah. So that would mean, like you said, I didn't some of them can't do how, barley wine.
1: Yeah. A lot of yeast, apparently, if you can only do a certain percentage of, of alcohol.
0: Right. I didn't even realize that either. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would get the temperature would affect it. I would not anticipate that the alcohol content would affect that.
1: Yeah. It just killed them all. I
0: figured yeast would be like alcohol is like sugar. Bring it. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. I didn't figure alcohol actually kills yeast at some point. Well, obviously rubbing alcohol does, but <laughs> kills anything. But,
1: but not like that. in the percentage that we're working with is in terms of beer. Yeah.
0: It's a different kind of alcohol. It's not isopropyl. Yeah. But all that's really fascinating. I think. I would love to see a brewery do more stuff with that Mm -hmm. as their experimental series. For sure. Anyway, I've rambled too long. (laughs) Wrap this up.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, then thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it or review it share it with your friends, and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwinopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Open, or shoot us an email at crackandwinopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you, dear listener. Always. Please. Give us some some ideas of what you want to hear about, some suggestions. If you can send us the beer, that'd be really rad. If not, if we can find it around here, we'd be happy to pick it up ourselves or have it shipped if that's legal within the states that we're doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. If you're a brewery, let us know. If you're out of late, you want to talk about this beer, it'll come at me about how much excitement you have in it. <laughs> whatever Whatever you think. If you want to do an episode, talk to us about it. Let us know. We'd love to talk to you guys, anybody, any brewery. Let's go. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's 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 talk shop. If
1: let's, you got an uh, hour, we would love to interview you.
0: Pick your brain Talk about your beer. You come out, pick our brain or just talk about your beer and you can go as geeky as you want with it. If you're excited to geek out about your beer.
1: Yeah, because we love to hear it. Yeah, honestly. Go, go <laughs>
0: right ahead. Anybody listening to this podcast probably would as well. Yep. I had too much time for my plugs. Listen to Forgotten Cinema listen to two player bros they're both on the forgotten entertainment network they're also on forgotten cinema or forgotten depending on where you go uh forgotten cinema is about forgotten films that seem to be forgotten by audiences whether it be because a new movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run we discuss what we love about the movie or maybe don't love about it but we always recommend you revisit it you never know you might find your own forgotten gem and two player bros is about video games all things video games on all the platforms except for that new atari vcs i ain't spending money on that crap uh nintendo xbox playstation pc vr we have it all we play it all uh we talk about it all previews news and reviews and i was just joking about the atari vcs if one of you want to send me one for free i will absolutely talk about it but i ain't spending 300 on it anyway Those are what I got. I've also got books on Audible, Michael Butler, read my books or listen to me read these books by other authors. I've got Sour, which is like Evil Dead meets an Appalachian Southern fairy tale. I got a bunch of accents in that one. I've got Final Girl, which is like an 80s horror movie come to life. I've got Coffee at Midnight, which is a collection of short stories, mostly horror, some sci-fi, some really just nice stories. I've got Progressive Entrapment, which is a book about Fucked up horror stories They get worse as you keep reading it. <laughs> Depending on how tolerant you get, it gets grosser. How much can you stomach? And then I've got Switch Art Fucking Gangsters, which is like a British gangster book. Like if guy Richie was stealing uh fine art, uh, and I get to do a bunch of different kind of British accents with that one, which I had a lot of fun with. Check out those books. I don't get paid unless you get those books. Michael Butler, Audible, check those books out. I got a bunch of other ones as well. Those are just the ones that came to the top of my head. That's all I got for this time.
1: All right. Well then, a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.